foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. This is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. A lie believed as truth will affect our lives as though it's true, even though it's a lie. And as we talk about defining these lies that we have believed as truth and walked in them, even as Christians, there are religious lies that we've believed and applied to our lives that really are completely against Scripture. And one of those is that we somehow believe that we have to be some sort of spiritual giant for God to not only use us in ministry or use us in uh, being a witness, but also to love us. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, it says, And Jesus said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in affirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am made strong. And that's Paul talking. Well, and that is a perfect verse to show us about the lies that we believe, because if you took those two verses as the church's motto, uh, you're going to find a lot of rebuttal. Uh, We do not believe that weakness is power. Uh, And the Bible even tells us that the Gentiles thought that weakness was foolishness. Hmm. All right. And so he is telling Paul, no, Paul, I'm not going to take away this because I'm going to have it in better use for the kingdom than if I let you look like strong intellectual Paul. Remember, Paul knew all. He was Mm. trained. He had all the intellect. So what did the Lord have to do to set aside that intellect? Now, not get rid of it because he used Paul for the way he had created Paul in his former life before he was a Christian, he took that information and rather than trashing it, he reformulated it. I think you told me something about reformulating. (laughs) Retraining your brain. Retraining your brain. (laughs) And so he got Paul to see the beauty of using the term hopeless and helpless because that's where the power can flow unrestrained. So we've kind of been programmed to believe that we must show good works. Is that right? Yes. I think a way that we can describe that, Sharon, is that in the body of Christ, the Lord says he has given each one of us a spiritual gift, and he knows how he wants that to be used. But some gifts come out to be what we might call more public gifts. Some people could say flashy gifts because some people can really look like a top dog or a big mm, dog. Okay. And so then those that maybe have the gift of um, baking a cake... 
just don't. They don't feel like they've no and accomplish and, anything. And this holds them back from developing a prayer life because they subtly think, well, if I had been given one of those gifts, I would be different. No, God knows, and He even says that it is those that have the less known gifts that are vital. In making up the body of Christ. So because we've believed these lies, then we don't have real spiritual growth. No, because we're focusing on what we lack rather than what we have. Okay. Now that principle works on the fact that we also, in being a spiritual giant, believe that everything has to look good from the outside rather than looking good before the Father from the inside. Mm. And remember that the Lord really did not worry about his reputation. He was more concerned about spending nights alone on Mount Olive with his Father so that he would be equipped from the inside to get up the next morning and then present that to a world that is so good, Janie. All right. So we so, need to we yeah. need to really recognize that real spiritual growth, real spiritual greatness and the development of what God is will depend entirely on the measure of divine life that's present with us inwardly. Oh, wow. Yeah. So so we get confused when we start thinking that that God's not using us if we're not in some sort of big public being seen kind of uh, position. And then we may blame ourselves for our own inadequacies. We may blame God for how he has chosen to gift us and we don't like the gift. Okay. Uh, sometimes we get confused because we uh, see somebody's talent and we think that's a spiritual gift. And no, I'll never be able to sing an operetta or play like Liberace. And so I don't have these gifts, their talents. It's totally different. But they become discouraged because they're looking and listening to the external. Okay. Now, let me tell you something that we as Christians can really cause other Christians to lose heart, and that is there are some temperaments that can show enthusiasm. I have a lot of output with emotion, feelings, and uh, it's really an overflow of their natural temperaments, of their natural personality. Okay. And thank God he didn't make everybody to be an extrovert. Okay. So if I'm an introvert and I see an extrovert, then I might be discouraged that God has not filled me up in the Holy Spirit in some way. Or you may be angry at what they have and they're putting on you and you don't know how to respond. But just remember that greatness has to always begin from the inward and then it will flow to the outward. And we need to make sure that we don't create a double standard by trying to look one way when we are another way in our heart. In the innermost parts of our being. You know, we recently talked about the Gallup poll that said only 24% of Christians believe the Bible in totality and use it as the final authority in their life. Sharon, let me just give you a little story of Mahatma Gandhi. And he was searching for the true religion, for what was really real about life. And here is the sad statement that after several years, Mahatma Gandhi said, 
I really believe the Christian faith has the answer, and I would be a Christian if it wasn't for the Christians that I know. Well, that's a pretty sad statement, Janie. And here is the result of that. He did not follow into Christianity, but he went back into his natural religion of Hindu and further developed that. He believed the gospel was true. He could not find a way to see it being practiced in life. And there's probably many people today who say the exact same thing. I would be a Christian today if it weren't for the Christians that I know. Because we try to put off this facade, but it's not real on the inside of of our being. And people see that. They hear our words, but they see how we live. And you know what? If we can learn to acknowledge our shortcomings, if we can learn to acknowledge our failures with the fact that we can share that with others and then with the next sentence say, but my God has been sufficient. But if we can just be real because we have been given the completed word of God and when we choose to refuse walking with what we've been given, when we should have a greater measure of faith and assurance, then we believe the lie. So this is why it's so important for us to go back to the scriptures and dig out those things that are truth and renew our minds in the word of God daily. And if we want to be true spiritual giants in the eyes and the mind of Father God, then This passage that you gave, my grace is sufficient because you need to be perfect in weakness. Paul said, therefore, I take pleasures in all of these things for when I am weak, then I am strong because I'm not being a hindrance to the Lord Jesus Christ and his love can flow freely through me. That is spiritual greatness. When we imitate or take on the character of Christ and allow him to mold us and shape us so that we can be an example of him to others. I I mean, it's just a whole different concept of living. You know, Christianity is not a religion. It is a life Mm -hmm. that is styled after Christ. And then we are to live moment by moment in dependence because we are eternal and every moment counts forever Mm -hmm. and the focus needs to be forever and and sharing that is almost like a hidden principle and how people know how to explain it describe it and live it even though they want it desperately janie i think that is so important for us to you know really grab a hold of the truth of what these lies bring to us and if we're not careful in believing the lie will cause us to transgress against God. And so as we've pointed out all of these lies, Janie, I think it's important for us to be able to take those lies that we've believed and replace them with the truth of Scripture. So you can go to SharonHearts.org and find a resource page that will give you the Scriptures that go along with the lies that we have believed. And that's why mentoring matters. 
Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.